your life is moving along so fast sometimes you don't even think about that routine. But then when you've had a chance to slow down and think a little bit, then sometimes things become kind of humdrum. And like it seems like it's an everyday experience. Lord, what else is new? So relative to breakthroughs, God says, Isaiah 43, verse number 18. <coughs> Excuse me. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So please highlight all of verses 18 and 19. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't be looking back to the former things of your life or the things of old, the past. Don't look, don't look on the past. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word says that I will even make a way in, in the wilderness or a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And what is a desert? What is a desert? There are three characteristics of a desert. And we're going to talk about those three characteristics today. A desert is a very hot place. Some of us are tense and heated up inside. Some of us are tense and feel heated up inside, though outwardly we may be in a comfortable space. But God will open a new way. You will be cooled and you will be comforted by the Holy Spirit. The heat in the heart of your desert, or the desert of your heart, will be loosened in the name of Jesus. So to us being in a desert can us being feeling like, you know, there's just we're in this very uncomfortable place and and, and there's a hot, there's a churning in, inside. I've never been in a desert, but we've all seen enough movies and things like that to see what a desert is like. And I've been through uh, through through a, 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 a vehicle ride going towards Las Vegas and even parts of Oregon out there in the desert. And you can see it is not a place that you'd want to be stranded. But the word of God is saying that, that he will make it a cool place for you. The other characteristic of a desert is that it is impossible to figure direction when you're in a desert. Okay? If you've ever been out in a wilderness at all, you know what it is that if someone was to drop you there, you know, maybe you drove there, so you kind of have a feeling for where you are. But can you imagine someone taking you there blindfolded and then just pushing you out of the vehicle? Then you're kind of looking around and trying to figure out which way to go, which way is north, south, or which way back home. Okay? It's impossible to figure out a direction. Spiritually speaking, the desert looks the same all around, and one cannot know the way forward. If you're feeling in your life that no matter which way I look and no matter which way I think about what's going on in my life, I don't see the way forward. I, I don't see the way out. You know, I mean, tomorrow, um, gee whiz, what am I supposed to do tomorrow? Well, I'm supposed to get up and go to work. I'm supposed to do this, but the thing in my life that's making me feel so dried out and so hot and so uncomfortable, what's the way out? You don't know the way out. Sometimes you might even be wondering when you're in this desert experience, how will I get out? And perhaps others in church or in your family have gotten a breakthrough through, and you'll feel like a failure. You don't know how to, how to succeed. While you are hassling and struggling and trying to figure your way out, you see people around you getting promotion or you see people going, getting through life. You see issues with others that are around you coming to, to fruition, coming to reality. But you look around in your life and you're like in this desert and you don't know the way out. Your heart may be heavy. However, I'm telling you today that God will make a road for you in the wilderness. 
Not because I said so, but because we just read the scriptures that God said he will. He'll make a road in the wilderness and he will exalt you to a higher place than even others, even those that are around you. So right now you may feel like you're stranded and like you're at the bottom of the barrel or, or, or where you are in life is a very uncomfortable thing compared to others. But if you just stay tuned and hold on, God will exalt you as he brings you out of that desert. Jesus declared that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's not just the way to heaven, but he's the way out of your difficult situations. Be it a career, be it marriage, be it health, be it finances or whatever it might be. Jesus is indeed the way out. But many times when we are in that desert, we sit there and we kind of look around and we start thinking about how do I get out of this situation or whatever's going on. And you forget about looking to God. God knows where you are. God knows exactly where you are. Okay? But when we are in our own deserts, it's like, you know, I'm there and I have a way out. I have a compass. I have a satellite telephone that could help me to call anybody for help. But I'm still trying to figure out how do I do this myself. God can make a way. The third characteristic of a desert is that a desert is a very dry place. There are no provisions, there are no resources to draw on in a desert. There's no water to quench your thirst. And the devil may be exploiting or taking advantage of the worry that's in your heart about your various issues. The devil could be taking the very thing that you're worried about or concerned about in your life, things that's not happening. He could be taking advantage of that and using it more to further depress you, to make you feel like you're never going to get out of the situation that you're in. But the Holy Spirit, according to the Word of God, will make you free. And I go a step further and I say the Holy Spirit will make you free today. Today. If you'll listen and receive His Word. Now I know many times when we come to church and we're looking forward to hearing the Word of God, but how often do we actually come to church and say, Today, I know I'm going to find the answer that I need. We need to arise every day, especially when we're going to church, saying that today, God's going to minister to my heart. See? See, the thing about it is that Holy Spirit knows what you need to hear. God knows the issues that are in your life. We stand here and we praise God before we start service and we worship and we spend time in, in quiet meditation before the Lord. And during that time, hopefully we're all speaking very personally to God during that time. Speaking with him about the issues of your life, about what's going on. God is a faithful God. And if you expect to hear an answer, you expect to hear from God, you'll do so. So today the Holy Spirit will make you free and will reveal, reveal unto you more than one way of supernatural provisions. God will, will, will reveal to you more than one way of supernatural provisions. God has promised not a river, but many rivers in the desert. Now what's the best thing for you to see when you're in a desert is water. Especially if you're thirsty and you would be. But I'm here to tell you today that there's going to be breakthrough in your lives. Why? Because the Word of God says there will be. And you'll be amazed at what God is going to do in your life. But you've got to get to the point where this is not just an intellectual thought of yours. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in my life. You've got to believe deep within your spirit 
That God knows what I'm wrestling with. God knows what my desires are. God knows how I want to grow in Him. God knows how I want to get out of this situation. God knows that there's something missing in my heart. There's something that I'm not quite sure what it is. And you're almost like saying, God, there's got to be another way. I know there's more to this life than what I'm here doing. I go to bed at night, I get up in the morning, I get dressed and eat and so forth, and I go off and do my job or whatever it is that I'm doing, and, and then I go to bed at night, then the next thing the whole thing starts all over, and that there's something else that's not there, something that's missing. We all have this God-shaped hole that is in our lives. You've heard me say this before. And that God-shaped hole is there for every single human being. I don't care whether you're in the deepest, most darkest part of Africa, whether you're in the hills of Afghanistan, whether you're in some Buddhist temple. You, 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 that, 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 that hole that is there can only be filled and, and measured and filled by God. Many try to fill it with, with drink. Many try to fill it with booze. Many try to fill it with drugs. Many try and fill it with multiple marriages. Many try to fill it. Many try to fill it. Many try to fill it. Fancy cars, multiple houses. But they still go wanting and hurting. Because what is missing is God. You've seen the old thing where you try to put a square, uh, what is it, a square peg in a round hole. And no matter how you fit it, it just doesn't go. Well, the things that we try to put in our lives... You know, you know, I love gadgets. Oh boy. If I had my way, I'd have a big screen in every single house and multiple this and that and everything else and every iPad, the latest invention and so forth. But I know as much as I love gadgets that, that that does not replace God. It does not, you see. So when God is going to give you a breakthrough, it's going to take you to a level and will fill those holes with the things that you need. And how will this happen, you ask? How will this happen? Well, God will do a miracle. He's going to do a miracle for His people when they show forth praise. I'm going to repeat that. God will do a miracle for His people when we start showing forth praise. Don't try so hard to find a solution with your intellect or with your knowledge. Because it just doesn't work that way. Don't try to find a way out by your sitting down trying to reason. <coughs> excuse me, Excuse me, about how, how am I going to get out of this particular situation. But rather look to the face of Jesus. The word says that those who looked at him, or looked unto him, I should say, as the word said, were radiant. Once you begin to praise God, his hand will work a miracle for you. Thanksgiving is done once the blessing has come through. Okay, I repeat that. Thanksgiving is done once the blessing has come through. But praise is given even before the promise is fulfilled. Okay? Remember, thanksgiving is something that we do before, before, I'm sorry, once the blessing has come through. You're always giving thanks. But praising God is you praising Him and thanking Him for something before it is even fulfilled. Praise is an expression of faith. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas were in prison. But as they prayed and praised, the doors were open and they were set free. You all know the story. Many people would have sat there trying to figure out, gee whiz, how can I do this jailbreak? Or how can I get out of here and try to figure out, you got a file, Paul? Brother Paul, you got a file? You know, you got some explosives? How am I going to get out of here? But what did they do? They started praising God. They started praising him. And as a result, the gates to the jail cell were opened. Even when your breakthrough is not in sight, 
And hold on to this now. Even when your breakthrough is not in sight, you start praising Him. So how does this work? Right now, there's something in your life that you're praying for. There's something that you need, this humdrum space, space that you feel you're in right now and you don't know what, what's missing. You start praising God. You start praising God even though you don't know the answers. Okay? You start praising God for His goodness, for His glory, for the fact that, you, that, 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 that He loved you before you even came to understand that you should love Him. Praise God for the fact that He loves you irrespective of what you may be doing. God loves you. You need to start praising Him for things of yet to come. God will open a new way for such people. If you're sick in debt or abandoned by your loved one, start praising God and God will work a miracle. You see? So many times we want to be thankful, but we don't think about giving thanks to God until after He's done whatever it is that we're praying for. Well, start praising God and thanking Him before it even happens. When you're praying for something in particular, the first time you bring up that prayer or send up that prayer, you go in and you make the prayer, you know, Lord, I need so-and-so, I need so-and-so, and whatever. And God hears what you're praying for. Each and every day after that, each and every day following that, you praise God and you thank God and you say, God, thank you, I praise you because I believe that I have received so-and-so. I believe the question has been answered. Praise God, I worship you, Lord, for I believe that it has been done before it's actually manifested in your physical life, before it's actually, you see it beforehand. God hears your prayers when you send them up. He's not deaf. You see? But many times we think that because our lives are feeling abandoned or whatever it is that's going, not going right in your life and you're praying to God and the answer does not come right away, you think that God has not heard you. God certainly has heard you. So you wake up the next day and you don't see manifestation of that yet. You praise God. You praise Him. Thank you, Lord God, for I believe the answer is here. I believe I've been given the answer. I believe that this. I believe, I believe, I believe. And you continue praising God. Right? What happened when Daniel was praying? The angel came to Daniel and told him that, uh, uh, that, that from the time that you started praying, God heard you. And God sent me to bring the answer to you, but it took me 21 days to get to you because of the war that was going on in the heavenlies. The Bible says that the prince of Persia withstood him for 21 days. Then the archangel, archangel, archangel Michael came along and defeated and helped him defeat the enemy. So the same way when you send up that prayer and something is going on in your life and this breakthrough that you need, you continue praying God and you praise God saying, Lord, thank you, Lord, for I believe that you've given me the answer. I believe, Lord God, that I've received the key. I believe, God, that you've made the way. First, also, we must lay the foundation for knowing what God's word means. Okay? The scriptures in Numbers 23 says that, in, in Numbers 23 says that God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Everything that God says he will do in the Bible is indeed true. So you've got to hold on to that. You can speak to a man, another human being, and they'll promise you this, they'll promise you that. And many people, many times people will try their best to keep that promise, but human beings are fallible. And many times people just can't do what they claim they're going to do. Sometimes a human being would come out and, and just out and out lie to you. But God will not lie to you. If God says through his word that he's going to do a new thing, behold. And he says, don't look to the past. What did he say? Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. 
Just because things used to be the way they were. Just because your relationship with so-and-so used to be the way it was. Just because things of 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 6 weeks ago was the way it was. Don't look to those things. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Or don't you know it? So if you've got a need for a breakthrough, whatever it is in your life where you don't see where it's heading, you know, many times, especially when you're in the secular world and you're working a secular job and you're kind of plotting your career line and so forth like that, and we've all been there, and you kind of sit there and you wonder, well, gee, I'm in this job now, where's this going to take me? And you try and you figure it out. God knows where he wants to take you. You need to start doing what God is telling you to do. You need to start praising Him. You need to start reading His Word. You need to start changing your heart inside. God knows how much you love Him. God knows how much you care and how much you really want to fulfill your life in Him. God knows how seriously you take Him. If you're a five-minute-a-day Christian, well then, gee whiz, you know, you're not going to get very, very, very far because you might not even hear and understand when Holy Spirit is talking to you. Or you may get all pent up and bent out of shape inside and whatnot because you're feeling so hopeless, because you're not hearing Holy Spirit, because you're not spending enough time. If you're someone that breaks the Bible open only on Sundays and you never break the Bible open during the week and take a few minutes for crying out loud to read a few scriptures and to get down on your knees and, knees and talk to God. You know, you don't need to have a long formal prayer. You don't need King James English, all the these and the thous to talk to God. Amen? But what about closing the door and just going into your room or to your bathroom and, 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 and just, just saying to the Lord, Lord, i got to talk to you, God. This is what's happening in my life. This is what I'm feeling. I don't know what the answers are, Lord. All I know is that things are just feeling all just, they don't feel right. Lord, so-and-so is doing this. So-and-so is saying that. I tried doing this. I tried doing that. But Lord, what's going on? When you get to the point that you can truly, truly, truly say, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. I need a breakthrough. And God knows that deep in your heart you're really, really crying out to Him. You're not just going through an exercise. You know, you hear Holy Spirit. God will direct you. And you'll feel your peace. Many times when you've raised three children... When you've raised three children, and you've gone through the challenges of of rearing them as children, and you've got the sicknesses, you've got the accidents, you've got the bumps in the schoolyard where you get a call, can you come up and do this and that, and you've got the things like, many times, many times, my wife, Lord, can you help us? Give us some direction. And I tell you, over the many years, you know, sometimes there were instant answers, sometimes there was no answer, but... I promise you and I say to you, if you can really get to that point where you can go into your bathroom or into your bedroom where you're by yourself and there's no external extraction, and you can say, God, help me, I need a breakthrough, Lord. There's something missing in my life or whatever is going on, Lord, I need a breakthrough. He'll either give you direction on the spot, and if he doesn't give you direction right there on the spot, what you will get, now hear me, what you will get when you leave that room, You'll have a peace. God will give you that peace and you will know 
Not being able to explain to you how you'll know, putting it in words, but you will know that God has heard you and that there's an answer on the way. What I've heard off and on over the years when I've been in those positions is that be still, my son. Go forth because I am with you. And once I've heard that there was a peace that was on me, I didn't have the answer, the specific answer of what I should do. But I knew that 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 God heard my voice and that he answered. And let me know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was with me. And that in going forward into the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, that God was going to be there. And whatever that thing was that I was so concerned and worried and stressed out about, God was there and that he was at the helm. God is like saying, I got this. Rest, my son. I got this. Okay? Okay? If there's ever been anyone or anything that you've had to do in life where you had to meet a deadline or whatever, and you accomplished that, and you handled whatever it was you had to do, and you knew it was done, you were at peace. Had a horrible homework assignment that really stressed you out. And when you finally got it done, you kind of sighed a sigh of relief and you hand it in to the teacher and I'm done. You get with God and you open your heart and you praise him and you really, if if you're really, really thankful for what God has done in your life, it shouldn't be too hard for you to praise him. If you can remember back to the many things that God has brought you through, the many challenges The many times that you may have been really, 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 really sick and God brought you through. When there was a financial need and God brought you through. When there was a family member's need and God brought them through. If you can thank, if you can really thankful to God for that, it shouldn't be hard for you to praise Him. God's got a breakthrough for you. He's got a breakthrough. But you've got to be there. You've got you to be there looking for it and expecting it and being able to praise God. You've got to know that God's word, he's not a man that he should lie. If the word of God is telling you all of these things, that he's got a breakthrough for you, that he's going to do a new thing in your life, you've got to believe that, that he's not going to lie to you. You know? And in this day and age, it seems to be so much more complicated than it was many years ago. When you're, when you're, when you're blessed... To have the years that I've had, and I have, I'm surely not done. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And you look back over life, different eras, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, they're a lot different than they are today. A lot lot less complex times. People were a lot less complex. The truth today is stretched and twisted in so many ways. That you don't know who to believe. That God is not a man that he should lie. So in moving forward, things yet to come in this country, in this world, the only one that we know that we can rely on is God. So you've got to get to that point where you can trust him in knowing that if God says he's going to give you a breakthrough in your life, that a breakthrough is indeed coming. Everything God tells us is true. In order for you to receive this breakthrough... You must also be willing to not follow the crowd. Because we're living in a day and age where it's leaning more in the direction of not trusting God and not following God. 
It's leading more and more in that direction. So we have to get to the place that we're not so willing to follow the crowd. Breakthrough might also mean break away. We repeat that. Breakthrough might also mean for you to break away. How strong are you to not follow along where it might mean you're going away from God's will for your life? How long will you continue to follow? Breakthrough for you might mean it's time to break away. How strong are you? Many people will pull at you to go in this direction. Many people will pull at you saying, this is what you should do. Many people who are proclaiming to be children of God will tell you, this is what you should do. This is what it's okay to do. Breaking through for you might mean you need to break away. Go to Daniel chapter 3. Book of Daniel chapter 3. See, many times we don't realize that breaking through or what is holding us behind a particular barrier might be the path that we're following. It's hard for us to break through if you've got blinders on your eyes. If you're driving in a race car and you're trying to get to the finish line, you've got to see where the finish line is. You've got to know where the finish line is. But if you've got blinders on, if your helmet is all the glass blacked out with black paint, you can't see where to go. So in our lives, there could be forces in the terms of people or situations or circumstances that are holding us back, preventing us from breaking away. So you may need to break away before you can break through. How strong are you? Chapter 3 of Daniel. Starting with verse number 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then king Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together, sent, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded. Please underline commanded. To you it is commanded, underline. To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time that you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship, underline, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down 
and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So to really paraphrase what he had done, the king or the government set up this statue, this image. Is it at the appointed time, whenever you hear music and these instruments playing, you fall down and you worship that statue, that image that that man built. And the people went along and they did it. Then we see in verse number 8. 8. Now bear in mind what we said here now. Breakthrough for you might also mean to break away. Verse 8. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made, thou, O king, has made a decree. But every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sat, but psaltery and dulcet and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Well, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, Underline, have not regarded thee, they serve not thy gods, they worship the God that, um, and not worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Please underline that. Have not regarded thee, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at that time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, please in the line, if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, just to pause there for a moment again, what do we see happening here? The government or this king says, this is who you shall worship, what you shall worship. And if you don't, there's going to be a punishment. They chose not to do it. In order to have breakthrough, you may need to break away. Verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we really don't care to answer you in this matter. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve, underline all of this to come, um, God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, please in the line, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. How willing are you to break away from what the crowd is saying is the right thing to do? Hear everyone else, when they heard the sound of the music, they bowed down and worshiped. Sometimes we have the same thing happening on our lives in a much smaller scale, but still just as important. We'll have things where the crowd in our lives, the people that we know, the people that we affiliate with, are doing and going in one particular direction. And they're saying, well, everyone else is doing it. But all of a sudden, and you're reading the Word of God and understanding what the Word of God is saying, what God is saying to you personally, don't go there. 
don't follow them. You want that breakthrough, but maybe you're not willing to break away. So if you're experiencing that now, that might be an issue you need to look at. If it is not happening right now, then I say to you and I submit to you that the way things are going today, it could very well become an issue. Now, I'm not saying that any particular time necessarily that the government is going to put up some sort of a statue and say everyone in America needs to bow down and worship. But if it did, what would you do? Those that are in your lives today saying you should do this and you should do that. We all are doing that. It's okay for you to believe this. It's okay for you to go in this direction because we're Christian too. It's okay for you to go there and to say this and to act this way or to not act this way. We're Christian too. Breakthrough may mean it's time for you to break away. Because ultimately, our, our measurement for our lives, our yardstick, is the Word of God. I don't care how many alphabet, alphabet soup someone has following their name. John Jones, DDS, MMA, so-and-so, so-and-so. I don't care how many you've got going behind your name. (laughs) The word of God is what guides me. Oh, well, didn't you hear? John Smith of so-and-so-and-so group. He's Bishop Doctor of Theology for some... He's got so many things behind his name, you can barely say them. Yes, sir, what he's saying is not in line with God's word. Well, half the state of so-and-so is following this, and half the this and this is following that. If the word of God doesn't say that, how willing are you to break away? Okay? Okay? He had the whole country, Babylon, was all bowing down to this image. Nebuchadnezzar was a mighty king. Yes, no, and they said, we, we, the king said, we got to talk to you about this. And what did he say? He said, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. No, they told the king, I'm not concerned in answering you about this matter. And he went on to say, say be it so, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. And I'm saying to you this day, if you're looking for a breakthrough in life, if you need a breakthrough in your life, you've got to be to the point that you are not willing to discuss anything other than what the word of God says for your life. You're not willing to follow what someone else or a group of people are saying to you if it's not in line with the Word of God. Your breakthrough could, de- could depend upon you being able to break away. We're in a time, saints of God, where it's more and more critical for us to draw closer to God and to really get serious about the things of God. We don't just go to church once a week on, on Sunday. We should be, be, be worshiping and praising God all during the week, all during the day. I'm not saying that you can't take time to watch TV or wash the dishes or take a bath or whatever, you know. But gee whiz, we've got to be to the point where God is in the center of our lives. Especially if we have families, especially. Especially if you are about to form a family, especially if you're talking about joining the knot. It's more important now than ever in this day and age to have God in your midst. Because there are so many factions, so many things out there that are pulling in the opposite direction trying to get you away from that thinking. Don't take my word for it. You read what the word of God is saying to you. Let Holy Spirit minister to you. Breakthrough might mean it's time to break away. 
Reading for going on here in, our, um, in, in, in Daniel, here it says in verse number 19, Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their horse, their, their hosen, and their hats, and uh, their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men, <laughs> slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded, astounded, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the furnace? Please lend the line. Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the furnace? He answered and said unto king, True, O king. He answered and said, Well, lo, I see four men loose on the line. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Okay? So again, breaking away, once you make up your mind that you are going to do what God is telling you to do, God will provide. He'll protect you. Okay? You know, you know there's this whole thing with a breakthrough for you that the Word is talking about. The breakthrough for you may be your actual realization of what the Word of God is saying. The breakthrough for you might be actually really understanding for the first time the import of the Word of God. Of what God is saying to you in your life. The breakthrough for you might be, whereas you've always had this concept in your mind where, the, you know, the, the, the construct of this thing that we call Christianity contained my minimal commitment to God. Maybe God's breakthrough to you is that my word is serious and that you need to start putting into action what my word says you should be putting into action and have unrelenting faith. To the point that of being cast into a furnace. Now God forbid that any of us would be put in that position that if we did not do what someone or the government said to do that we would actually be threatened to be cast into a furnace. But if it did, you need to ask yourself, how strong would you be? Would you trust God enough? Would you trust God enough to still stick to your guns? Or to stick to the word, stick to, to, to what God is saying, and not go along with the others, whomever the others might be. How strong would you be to break away? Amen? They were strong to the point that God came through for them, and then they said that this other being in the furnace, the other person, looked like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. God delivered them. 
the same way you're in this time of your life where you're feeling like you need a breakthrough, where you feel like you're sort of in that desert we talked about a moment ago, a few moments ago. Ago, excuse me, a few moments ago. The same way they, that, that God brought them out of the furnace, out of the fiery furnace, God will lead you out of that point that you're in. He'll lead you out of this time where you're searching and you feel like there's more or you're not quite sure where it is to go. God will bring you through. But you've got to have that unyielding faith. Regardless of what the circumstances might look, bad, look like. And God has said that he's going to give you a breakthrough. Verse 27. And the princes, the governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men. Upon whose body the fire had no power on the line. Upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed. Nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Alright? They came through unscathed. You heard me talk about the times where you might be in an office environment and people start receiving pink slips. Maybe some big upset in the company. There may be some other big upset in, uh, in, 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 in your life circle. Be it friends, family, situations or whatever. But whatever's going along with the others, you come out of the situation unscathed. People talk about the economy and things like that. I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. I know that God will always provide for us. God has always provided for us. From the time that we were first married with little children, God always provided for us. And I am confident and very, 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 very faithful to know that God will always provide for us wherever, wherever the U.S. tax package goes and everything else that's going on in Washington, D.C., whatever conclusions they come to, I know that God will provide for me and my family. But I know that. I know that. I mean, I know that to the point as surely as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that God would, would protect them from the fire. But if God is promising you a breakthrough... And I'm saying this to you today, that God is going to do a breakthrough in your life. If you believe that, if you really believe that, and you believe that God is able to do that, then you'll see that breakthrough. If you really can leave here today knowing that I need to really, really, really consult God and work with God and get close to God. And really, really commit myself to God. You know, we can commit ourselves to so many things in life. School, work, another person, a situation, you know. I look at the, the commitment to Halloween that's going on today. But we can't commit ourselves to God. I mean, I'm talking about the God of the Bible. I don't mean man's rendition of, of God. Or, 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 or some man's perspective of God, as someone said to me not too long ago. The thing of God, there are no perspectives. There's one perspective. That's God's perspective. Amen? Amen? So, so, so if you're really, really, really willing to, 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 to seek God with all of your heart and letting Him know that you're in this desert, that you need a breakthrough, and God said He's going to give you a breakthrough, then you've got to listen. God can give you the compass to that desert. He can tell you which way is out. He'll show you. So they saw that, that, the, that the three of them, they didn't have a hair on their head and God will bring you through without, without a scratch, without a scar on your head. Any, they were not burned, nor was there even a smell of fire on them. 28 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. Please on the line. And delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Please on the line. Might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. If we aren't careful, we can be pulled away to the point of worshiping other gods. Now, I'm not saying here that everyone in this sanctuary here could ever get to the point that you're bowing down and you're worshiping an idol or some pagan god. But I'm saying that there, there are things in our lives or people that we can wind up putting before God, which in a way we wind up worshiping them. If we wind up taking other, other folks' word or following what they say simply because they are who they are in our lives, and you take it over what the word of God is saying, in essence, in a way, you wind up almost worshiping them. You're following them, that's for sure. If not worshiping them, you're certainly following them. And in this day and age, that is so easy to do. So you've got to make up your mind. Am I really going to be committed to the word of God? Not someone else. Not someone else. You know? You've got to listen to what is being said to you and make sure that what's being said to you lines up with the word of God. Verse 29 says, Therefore, I make a decree that every time people, nation, and language would speak anything amiss. Now listen to this. This is Nebuchadnezzar now. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language would speak anything amiss against the God. Please in the line. Against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And their house shall be made a dunghill. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Underline. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. There's a pagan king, okay? Here's a pagan king that is saying there's no other God that can deliver after this sort, right? But ask yourself, do you believe that? Do you believe that? That he is the only God that can deliver you out of whatever it is that you are in? Do you really believe that he is the only God that can bring you or, or take you through the breakthrough, Give you the breakthrough that you so desperately need. There is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So God is going to give you a breakthrough. Now you have the keys to receiving that breakthrough. You can't say you weren't told. You can't say you didn't know. This day could be a very important day of your life. The words that you've heard could be very important words for your life. The bottom line is how much do you believe? I can stand up here and talk until I'm blue in the face. And I can read scriptures until I'm blue in the face. The bottom line is that you've read the word of God for yourself. You know what the word of God is saying. And if there's a breakthrough that you need in your life, then you need to expect that it's going to happen. And you've got to believe God for it. And that that breakthrough can cover such a wide spectrum of possibilities for you. Everyone sitting in this sanctuary has a need, something that they're praying for, some place they'd like to get to, something they need to understand. Our God's a big God. He's an awesome God. Our God can certainly multitask. Amen. 
And he can certainly work for the issues that you have in this life. But the work that you have to do is, is to trust him. Is to seek his face. Is to speak to him candidly and openly. And then be willing to do what he tells you to do. Okay? You know? The thing is that deep down in our hearts, many times, we may have a suspicion, an inkling of a change that we need to make, but we hesitate to do so because we are afraid of making that change. If God is putting on your heart or has put in your heart that there's a change that you need to make, that change could be in terms of breaking away, breaking away in terms of people, situations, circumstances, things that you're doing in your life. Yes, so there are other forces that would have you to keep your life the way it is. You might be tying God's hands. I don't know. But all I'm saying to you is that God knows where he wants you to be. And times are different, sisters and brothers. Times are different. If you want something different in your life, then maybe you need to do something different. The time is for you to really, really, really get with God and be willing to hear his voice and to take heed to what he may be saying to you. Amen? Amen? So praise God. God is a breakthrough to you. Believe it, receive it, and expect it. And I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And now, before we close, let us prepare to honor God with our tithes and offerings.